What's going on everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. I collect sports cards. I have a podcast about collecting sports cards. And we are running down a rabbit hole that I don't know if we're ever going to get out of because it is deep, it is vast, and there is so much to dig out. We're talking parallels. That's what we're doing on these Friday conversations. I'm excited to be talking about a parallel that is near and dear to my heart. And I think if you're out there and you're a collector of sports cards, you probably have one or maybe several dozen in your collection. And that is the gold refractor. The gold refractor is a premium parallel that you see spanning across sports. Today, we're going to be talking about it from the context of chrome, finest, Bowman chrome. No better person to do it than my man, Josh. You know Josh, at Cardboard Chronicles, other host of the crossover. Yes, we had Chris. Now we have Josh. We're bringing the card ladder team up front in this parallel series because there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. I think you're going to like this conversation. I know I had fun doing it. I always learn something new when I chat with Josh. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a damn friend that you're enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. All right, we are talking gold refractors. Um, Josh, I want to start this conversation off by just maybe sharing some feedback from the audience. Cause I asked a question today. I was just like, I was going to start it with you and ask you, but I figured we'll get the audience and then get your perspective. But I just, I just asked like, what is it about the gold refractor that makes it so significant to collectors? And I just, I wrote down a few responses. There was a lot of similarities. Um, and I'm going to call these out first. So Mickey eight cardboard shine said shine status and longevity Kevin M. Cormier said, the heritage translates. Bangers and Wax said, humans have a primal attraction to gold. The Couchman Sports Cards, I like this one a lot, said uh, from Chad, hard to not view it as the first premium parallel. And then there was a ton of responses that just talked about the continuity just across all sports and across sets. Uh, What say you to kick off this conversation on gold refractors? Yeah, I mean, I think it's all those. It's helpful to get some ideas in my head to hear the responses from everybody. But, you know, the gold, I think the first thing that comes to mind is just like the gold itself being this like human nature that we're drawn to it. You know, humans have often been drawn to gold and diamonds uh, as two like elements that we are drawn to the looks of them. And the gold refractor itself kind of has both of those, right? It's got the refractor, the shiny, you know, diamond type, uh, you know, rainbow look to it and then gold just kind of takes it over the top. So gold refractors have just always had a lot of popularity and the lineage is, is definitely there, uh, you know, with, with Chrome and finest going back, obviously like started with just the refractors and then the golds kind of came up next. And now it's obviously gotten out of hand with all the different colors, but the gold has always kind of been the, you know, the OG, you know, parallel color to the refractor. So I think uh, all, all of those combined. So I know we're going to, that we're definitely going to focus in on just like your LeBron collection because it's part of the reason why I wanted to chat gold refractors with you is because like, I know that's a, a premium piece of your LeBron PC. Um, but like maybe talking about this and I try to reflect on this question. One of the things I thought about was like, 
I had this moment, I don't know, like after Philip Rivers had retired and he was the Colts quarterback for a year and it was like the best year we had had in a long time. It's like, I want to start collecting Rivers cards. And it wasn't like going to find his rookies because I like evaluated his rookies. And I was like, you know, there, there's just not, there's, there's some cool stuff in here, but not enough for me to like really get excited about. So I decided just like, let's go pursue like getting all of his gold, refra- finest gold refractors. And when I dove into that project, it was like, okay, I'm getting a chance to get a bunch of cards there. It's not breaking the bank, right? I'm getting most of these for like a hundred bucks or less. And, um, you know, there, there were other people doing this, but for me, it just seemed like I, I had an appreciation for the player and I was able to get a parallel under 50 and I wasn't breaking the bank. So I don't know, like when I went through that and then I observe other people in the hobby buying gold refractors, I, I see them doing similar things. And I'm like, I don't know, my connection with other collectors doing it, I'm like, man, maybe they're going through what I went through where it was like, you just start a player PC and you're not breaking the bank, but you're getting a parallel that the hobby views as premium. Do you see that like in the collecting community, just around just like the gold refractor? I know we're going to get into just like the print run of them all, but like, what do you think about that example? Yeah. Whenever someone comes to me and asks like, what, where should I start if I want to collect player X? What brands do I look at? What parallels? I usually rattle off like the same top five, depending on the era of the player, obviously excluding vintage, but it always ends up being like their rookie gold refractor or their RPA for football. For me, it's like their cracked ice rookie, you know, contenders, depending on the year, if it's like the Brady era or like a premium refractor. So it always just kind of is in that top five anyways. So, and then when you have, when you move into like the prism world, the fact that Panini was able to pick up the gold refractors and, and a lot of people would say improve upon it uh, with, you know, reducing the print to 10. I think it just made the gold parallel that much stronger for the lineage. Um, so it, it's just always kind of comes up in that, like I'm starting this PC of this guy. What are some ones I should target? The gold prism slash refractor always comes up early in the conversation, if not first. Going off of that. So I put out another question around like, when I think of gold refractor and I'm think we're mostly going to be talking about it from like the tops, Chrome finest and Bowman Chrome perspective. But when I think about the, the gold refractor, mostly I'm thinking about 50 copies. I know it varies in certain years and certain products, but I put that out there and I just basically asked like, what do you think? Like is 50 copies too much, too little, or just right. And it was, there were more people. I don't have the data in front of me right now, but there are more people that said just right. And then there were uh, there were a few people, and I'm guessing these are more prism people who lean towards gold prism. Said you know it's too many copies. How do you think about it from like the perspective of like changing of uh, manufacturers? Like I don't know, long term value collectability, fifty copies versus ten copies on the gold prism. Like how do you think about that? Yeah, there's a lot to digest here. There's so many different ways it could go. Um... I tend to think like 25 is kind of the right number for this era. Like 25 in the early Topps Chrome finest era kind of translates to 10 for the ultra modern, in my opinion, because we're just so much better at tracking right when they get pulled today. And mm-hmm. we know where all 10 copies are most of the time. And in the 25 era, like I have a 2006 Topps Chrome that's out of 25. And I feel like that one I see as often as I see the prism gold stuff, if that makes sense. So to me, it just sort of feels like 25 from that era kind of translates well to 10. 50, 
I would, I wish it was a little bit lower. It's just like right on the edge for me of rare enough. Um, the one thing I would add on the 50 is that it does make it kind of fun to know you can get it, but also give you the chase to like get the gem mint copy of it. So with my, like, for example, the, the 06 that I own, the highest graded by PSA is a nine. There's not even a PSA mm-hmm. 10. So I can't even chase the PSA 10 of that one because there's just not enough copies. You know, the centering isn't perfect. There's a, there's, I think there's like two BGS nine fives. So you could still kind of like maybe chase it with a 25 from that era. But 50 definitely allows you the room if you want to go after like higher gem mint copies, if that's if that's your thing, which it is for me. I, I just really like having high grade uh, copies of these gold refractors. So it kind of works out in my favor in that way. Uh, but then like, you know, the prism gold stuff is also new and it's t- been taken care of so well that most of those are gem mint as well. So I don't know. It's uh, the only other topic I was going to bring up here is like Chris talked about like the one of one world. You guys really went deep into like the one of one. I, I tend to like the higher print runs than one of one just because I feel like I'm more a part of this like community of people that own these cards versus like, you know, just being the guy that has like every single one that no one else can own. Like I, that's appealing as well. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have the super fractors of LeBron. I would prefer the super fractors. That's just a game that I, it's impossible because of Bob M track. Like the fact that he exists means I can't ever do it. So this is just me telling myself like, Hey, you know, 50 isn't, ideal but at least i'm in this community of people that we can collect it totally and i want to ask you this just because of lebron in the gold refractor so you mentioned this community around it which i don't know you you pull anybody and people say like who are the most collectible players in the hobby like lebron's on every one of those lists like there's no doubt like he's at the top five top ten one in many cases on a lot of those lists so his gold refractors based on the volume of people that are collecting them are highly desirable. And that reflects in his prices. It reflects in probably how challenging it is to get Jim Mintz in some of these years. You, so you're looking at the lens, you're looking at gold refractors from the lens of like one of the greatest players of all time in the community around it. Do you mm-hmm. think like the way you look at gold refractors in the community element translates out obviously probably not as extreme probably in mm-hmm. my philip rivers instance where i was able to probably knock out that finest run in you know six months and i would guess that would be more challenging for lebron collectors but maybe just talk a little bit about that dynamic um because i think it's important yeah. because most of probably what you're sharing will be from that lens yeah that's a really good point because i've put together some gold refractors of other players like Fitzgerald from and it's just it's just so easy like it's almost too easy to have the 50 of those players uh you know obviously price wise it's so much cheaper and i feel like i'm able to find them pretty easily and you said you said you were able to put together philip rivers in 6 months that that just feels a little too easy for me and the gold prism is definitely harder right because you're you're having to find only 10 copies and if it's a lower end player it's a little bit challenging you're probably only able to you know uh pull out like six or seven of those feasibly and so if you're not able to find one from a specific year or the timing isn't line up it is more difficult so i can see how if it's not lebron or kobe or somebody like that it would be a little bit too easy 50 that's what i still think 25 is like the perfect number if I, if all of these lebrons i have are 25 Cause like the most difficult one for me to get was the O three finest rookie, which is out of 25. The O six Chrome was out of 25. I have one out of 15 that was like fairly recent pickup. And those three were just, they were just a lot harder to find, you know? 
And I enjoy that part of it. And if these were all out of 25, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have completed it yet. I'd still be going. And this took me like six years to finish for LeBron. And that's mostly like a pricing, mm. you know, barrier. But if these were out of 25, I wouldn't be done yet. And I would be, I would probably enjoy that more. Like I want to extend it out. So, you know, I, I can definitely see what you're saying there. Can I add, and I don't want to make this about the gold prism because this is about the gold refractors, but I've observed definitely in listening to the crossover and seeing your collection, I've definitely noticed how you, and maybe this is mostly for your LeBron collection, like you don't jump too far into like the Panini era LeBron stuff, but like I would think because you're such an advocate of the gold refractor and his chrome finest Bowman chrome stuff that you might have dipped your toes in buying a gold prism here or there, but you haven't done that. So I'm curious, or at least to my knowledge, so I'm curious on like, why you haven't gone that right route and why you're such a truther for the gold refractor. Yeah. It's that's mostly like the collector completionist in me. If I know that if I buy like I, the 2016 gold prism LeBron has come up a few times. Uh, it's like one of the cheaper years and I feel like it keeps like finding its way to me. Like I've been offered it a few times. The price has come down a lot in the last couple of years and it's, it's moved into my range and I haven't bought it because it's like, once I buy that 2016 gold prism, it's like, I have to get the 2012, you know, I have to figure out how to find the 2013 and I'm just doing the math in my head of what I have to pay for the 2012, 13, 14, and then to continue it in the next couple of years, potentially I'm like, uh, I don't like starting things I, that, I, that seem to be impossible to finish in cards. And so I, it just, it's like an uphill climb that I, I'm not sure I could finish that. The 2012, honestly, dude, is so difficult. I've had I had a chance to get one a few years ago, and it just slipped through my fingers. Like I made an offer, and the guy was like, "Oh, sorry, I already sold it." You know, it was at a show that someone sent me a picture, and it was like, "Oh, it's gone." You know, the guy was private. You're never going to get a hold of him. So like that slipped away, and then I know someone that has like three copies. You know, Nat has one, and he paid whatever stupid amount on Golden <laughs> that I could never afford. There's someone else that I know that collects them all and he's only missing 2012. So I'd have to compete with him if it came into public auction. So it's just, a, it's a tough game. And so, I mean, what would you think if I had every gold prism except 2012, what would you say? You'd I'd say what you like, just said, like, why don't you do get, why don't you get the last one? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the, I, I'm like, most of the time I'm like, I do appreciate first year. I do appreciate significance. But when I think of like Panini basketball cards in my mind, that LeBron card is the first card that comes to my mind over like the Curry RPA, over it all, over them all. And mostly it's because of the era of like, I think when I think of super LeBron, like super shredder on the Ninja Turtles, like he, that's like, he was ripping people's heads off and doing whatever he wants. So there's a lot that goes into it for me when I think about that card. And so it's mostly like, I want you to go get it because I want to see it. <laughs> so that's mo- that's like most a, of the reason why. You know, MK Sports Cards, he's got all these crazy Jordans and he's like ranked them all. And he's got the PMG green, I think, first on his list of like mm-hmm. the non-101s. But he doesn't own that one. And everyone that looks at his PC is like, you've got every Jordan. you got the rubies, <laughs> the PMGs, but you don't have the green. And it's like, he's just going to keep getting that peppered at him. <laughs> And it's like, would I start collecting MJs knowing that I can't get the PMG green, but I could mm. possibly get the others? I don't know. He probably still would do it. He would start it if you asked him today. Uh, but he would, you know, you'd at least think about like, if I can't get that last one, 
is it worth it to start it? I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough thing. I, I have other places I can collect and spend my money. So I just, I just keep choosing to not do it. Yeah. And I want to go back to what you said, and this maybe will be a segue into like your gold refractor LeBron collection, but like you said something notable there where when you're jumping into you, you view, you view these things as like projects. I would imagine like you want to, you're a completionist, you want to complete these projects. And it's part of the reason why, like you haven't jumped into gold prisms because of the 2012 at all of it all, but you obviously a lot, check a lot of boxes with, with the refractor runs. And I want, I want to maybe like hear from you, like in your collection, like out of finest, uh, Chrome Bowman Chrome, like, what you have and where you're at, but I'm assuming based on your collector type that you entered those runs because you knew that you could go complete them. And that at the end of the day, makes you feel good. I definitely, I remember thinking when I first started it, like, I don't know how the F I'm going to get the the rookies. Like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do that. Just where I was in my life, my age, my career, I couldn't afford them at the time. And I just thought like, let's just start it. I'm, I'm new to the hobby. This is fun. You know, I'll put together some of my favorites and just kind of see where it goes. And then, you know, it like slowly became more and more possible. um, And then I was able to complete it. So it's probably similar today where like if I started it and I and I really put my mind to it and figured out how to like win the lottery or something, I could I could do it. But I don't know. I definitely didn't start the gold refractors thinking like I'm going to I'm going to finish this in five years. It felt to me like a much more daunting task. But knowing that the rookies were out of 50. 50 and 23, 25, like it wasn't, I, I knew it would never be impossible. It would just take me a long, long time. Whereas the prism, I feel like it might be impossible just given the competition. Are you missing anything from Chrome finest Bowman Chrome? Where are you at right now? So it depends on one, how you feel about XRCs. I'm okay with XRCs. I do oh, not. But if you count them or not, is that yeah, what you're I saying? I do not own the finest gold XRC. It's the one where he's wearing the white suit. Mm. You don't that like the suit. 20... I don't like the suit. I'm not a big XRC guy, to be honest. Like, I it doesn't really appeal to me. So I just haven't, and it's expensive. You know, it's like, I don't really want to spend that much on a card I don't like. So I don't have the 02 XRC, and I'm missing the 06 Bowman gold, which is super random. It's It's like one of the cheaper ones. It's not even worth that much. I just, am, there's not a PSA 10 of that one which is one reason probably I don't have mm. it. And I don't know. I'm just kind of waiting for the right BGS 9.5 to buy and crack and try to get a 10. So I just, it's just like a patience game. Like I know there's 50, I, there's like seven on eBay and they're all 10 X overpriced what they should be, but that's the only one I'm missing. I feel like uh, in observing your mail days and posts, you have been on maybe like a little bit of a tear over the last six or so months on acquiring some of these gaps that maybe you had in your collection. Can you talk a little, little about a little bit about that? Is that just like post like bubble come down on pricing, right time, right situation? Yeah. If you watch like what I'm buying exquisite wise, it's kind of just like ones that I like visually. I'm I'm not buying every exquisite that comes across me. I'm buying my favorites. And I, I kind of did that with gold refractors for a while. And then it got to the point where it's like, dude, I'm only missing like five. I should just get them. And then this one came up. I have a few with me. The 2008 gold Bowman. It's not the, it's not visually the nicest one, but a PSA 10 popped up and it's a pop two. Mm. So I was like, damn, 
and it was it was only, it wasn't expensive at all relative to some of these other ones. So I thought, man, having a P, another PSA ten to add to the pile, you know, of these Bowman Golds, and then the rookie came up. The Bowman Gold rookie came came up for sale uh, privately, and it was way cheaper, way way cheaper than it had peaked at on some of these auction sites in 2021, like multiples cheaper. And it was like, I know like kind of what the ceiling of this card is. You know, it's a lot of money, but I think it's a pretty decent investment. Slash, you know, it puts me closer to finishing the rest of these. I'll I'll go ahead and buy that one. So that's this guy. I think this one's like a pop. Mm. A, 11 so it's not it's not a super low pop but relative to how much i paid for the finest and you know i think it was a pretty pretty good deal to add to the collection so you know at that point it's like now i've just got some gaps like you said now i can just sort of like rip through the rest of these and i you know at this point i'm down to one i think the bowman the rookie was the newest one and some of these like when the 10s pop up man it's like i just don't see the psa 10s of these very often like a lot of these are like pop three two four five and to be able to have the PSA 10 of all those, like I guarantee you, I have the highest gem rate of these, right? Like the pop, the fact that I own a two and a three and a four of these, of these, it's like, there's no one else that has all these PSA 10. So it's just kind of like a way to, you know, boost my own collector morale or whatever you want to say. <laughs> I want to talk about card specific, but before I talk about cards specific in your collection, talking about Tops Chrome Gold Refractors, Finest Chrome Gold Refractors, Bowman Chrome Gold Refractors, just like generally, how do you feel about each of those brands and maybe how do you, how would you stack rank those in terms of what you like the best collectively when you like think about them in your mind? Yeah, I probably put Bowman like a step below the other two just in my mind because I associate Bowman more with baseball. And it just kind of like lost steam earlier than the other two. I've, you know, like with collectors, it just, it, well, it's not as popular. The, the cards overall are cheaper. So I, I agree. Like, I think the Bowman's a step below. I personally put the finest in the Chrome on the same tier. And I know that I kind of feel like the football guys have, have done a nice job to point that out as well. Like uh, you and Austin, I feel like kind of treat the finest and the chromes pretty equally in football. And I don't know if that's like a serial print thing or like a visual thing. And I've sort of like privately thought that for a while that they're pretty equal. And I, you know, I probably stick with that. Like, I know a lot of people want to say like finest is better looking. I mean, yeah, on some of them maybe, but I still like Chrome. Like some of my favorite, like the O4 is one of my favorites, mm -hmm. like the dunk photo. And then like the, my like, Favorite tops chrome is the chalk toss. Like there's nothing in finest like, mm. like the chalk toss. So like chrome kind of has that mystique to it where they set themselves apart with these little one-off things, either with a photo choice or with just like a really smooth, clean design. And finest kind of has this more like they're trying to put more design into the card, if that makes sense. Chrome's trying to be a little bit simpler. So I kind of like respect the simplicity of chrome, but then I also enjoy, you know, sort of like the over the top you know, usage of designs and less on the, on the photo of finest. So that's why I kind of, I think they're both cool. Yeah, no, they certainly are. I think maybe, I don't know, maybe in football, why finest gets maybe equal footing with tops Chrome is I feel like within the collector community, Oh five and Oh six finest, uh, based on the parallel structure and the look and feel of those two years specifically, like pack a lot of punch. And I feel like there's a lot of people who collect those 
years in parallel specifically. And see, I think that's what's fun about just collecting cards and parallels. It's like sometimes it's like when the dust settles, there's like a year or two that people, it's like being a kid, people just like visually love these cards. And and I think 05 is, 06 is finest. Those are, it's kind of, it's not 50, it's out of 49, which makes it uh, a little uh, fun in and of itself, a little quirk. But yeah, I don't know. I, to me, I, I view them both as kind of the same. Maybe Finest did too, but in football, didn't Chrome like randomly throw in a year of like the gold being out of 199 or 499? And it's just like, ugh, why would oh, you do yeah. that to gold? Yes. Um, people, uh, what is it? 2004. 2004 uh, Chrome. Is that right? I think that's right. People will tell me. But yeah, that's the year that. Uh, you know, you look at it and you're just like, you're, you're making your runs and you're collecting pl- players. And then you're spending like a quarter of what you did on a gold right. refractor of that player. And then you get it and you're never, you're never going to like it as much. Cause isn't the, the chalk toss Lebron for that one's Oh, eight. Oh, 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 excuse me. Oh, eight. Oh, eight is the year I'm, I'm trying to pull. It's, um, it's a, yeah. Matt Ryan's rookie year, I think. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, Yes, when those, are, those when are 199, right? Yeah, and yeah. They're like not they're not as shiny as basketball. Like football made that one out of 199, I think. And it's like the Peyton. I've seen a bunch of the Peytons and Brady's because there's more of them. And it's like, uh, how could you do gold refractors like this? Like that's one thing Panini did really well is they stuck to 10. They haven't gone off of it, and it has really kept up. In my opinion, it's kept the you know the mystique of the gold prism so high because they're they're hard to find. They're just like they're hard to get, you know. This and and to add injury to insult on that year, the super fractors are out of ten. <laughs> dumb. Come oh. on, tops. They did it right yeah. for basketball, though. I don't know. Well, two thousand seven. I have this pile of cards. I have one card that's not a gold refractor because in two thousand seven, mm. Tops Chrome did not make a gold refractor, and this is Kevin Durant's rookie year. What a what a boner. That's a great. That's a great. That's a great looking card, though. Uh, tell everyone what you're holding up. Oh, sorry. Be 2000, 2007 tops Chrome doesn't have a gold, so I fill the slot with the X Fractor, which is out of fifty. So I kind of thought, like, hey, they didn't do a gold, but the one they made out of fifty is the X Fractor. So maybe they're trying to get me to buy the X Fractor that year. That's how I, how I tell myself. Yeah, I like. I like the. Uh, I like the way you're doing that. Um, now, not. You got to take rookies off the table. Can't count rookies. If you look at your LeBron or LeBron gold stash, like how would you give me your maybe, maybe in descending order, three to three, two, one, like how would you rank them? Don't want to talk about rookies. Three, two, one. See, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't pull any of the Bowman's. So like I'm going over to finest. Okay. Redheaded stepchild. Yeah. Two. Yeah, let's do it like this. The three would be 2005 finest. See that I this, can't wait to see what's next because I I love this card visually. This one is the year where they did like a hundred parallels. It's insane. Like there's like 199, 179, 159, 149. It's so many, and they all end in nine. Do you know? Have you have you seen yes. that in basketball? Like what what year is that? I mean, uh, what's the print run on that one? The gold is 39. No idea why. <laughs> It's like the seventh rarest one. I think there's like six one of ones. There's like a 
white bordered superfractor, a red superfractor, mm. a regular superfractor, a black superfractor, a white. It's just like, oh my gosh, there's so many. But you know, the gold probably commands more than like the next four rungs below it in terms of serial print because it's the gold. So I, I, I wanted to hit that, but before you move on to the next two, that's a topic that I wanted to hit. Um, people, some people don't understand. I think it's more people who come into the hobby and are like in their evolution, uh, where they're like done with the base stuff. They're into parallels and like, they're trying to learn and they don't understand like why a red refractor or like a green Mm. refractor that are lower print run, why they're cheaper than a gold that is maybe a higher print run. Can you maybe like talk a little bit about that and just share your experience on that? Well, for baseball, the reds are out of five. So that would not hold true for baseball because the gold refractors in baseball are out of 50 and the reds are out of five. And that just is like too much weight on the serial Mm -hmm. to like overcome. But if they're close, I think it just goes back to what we started with where gold is just going to always get that extra boost on all these parallels because of the innate like nature of it being gold and visually appealing and humans like to stash gold instead of cash like there's all these sort of like things we go back to uh as humans so i think that's why but it's not able to overcome the 10x gap of a red out of five and the 2008 tops chrome has a red parallel out of five which isn't super well known there's a couple guys that collect it and going after that set is obviously like super super difficult um and so lebron does have a 2008 Topps Chrome red refractor out of five. I've seen a couple of them pop up. It's definitely way more expensive than the gold because like I said, it's, you know, it's 10X more rare. And there's like a 07 Bowman out of red or Bowman red out of five. And 2008, I believe also has a Bowman red out of five of bronze. So there's a few reds. 2020 and 2021 uh, Topps Chrome WWE was like the return of Chrome and the reds were out of five. So like, those in, in the wrestling card community, like those reds are like highly desirable when you're collecting certain guys or gals. So uh, don't know much about the baseball side, but now that you're saying that, I think about like Bowman Chrome, like prospect stuff out of five and you see yeah. Jason Dominguez sell for, you know, $30 million. I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but, but I guess he's playing well from what I read so on the, on the reel. What did, what did wrestling do with the golds from those years? 50 yeah so is it so is it the same thing where collectors probably prefer the red i think i think so yeah they're more expensive let's just say like in my roman reigns collection i have a super fractor if one of those in one of those i have a super fractor and finest and chrome in those years I had golds in them all. I got rid of the golds because I replaced them with the reds out of five. So uh, it, it's just that thing. It's like, there's less of these. I, I know gold looks cooler, but it's the, like you said, the gap is it's too big, you know? Yeah. And I think if, if basketball came back to tops Chrome today, I know it's, it's a few years away. And I think this, this discussion is important for basketball guys. Cause you're, you're kind of getting a little preview of like what, Tops would do if basketball came out today, they'd probably treat it pretty similar to wrestling and baseball. Mm-hmm. If the gold refractors came out today, I would be like, meh, because there's just going to be too many of them. They're all going to come out. It's going to be five times easier to get than the gold prism. And in the world of Instagram and breaking, it's going to be way too easy. If you want to do this, if you want to go find a 2008 Tops Chrome Gold Refractor LeBron out of 50, 
it's going to be way harder to find that card than a 2026 copy. You know what I mean? Like 40 of those 50 are going to be in breaks and they're going to be on eBay immediately. They're going to be graded PSA 10s immediately. They're going to be BGS 95s. They're all going to be in circulation. Whereas in 2008, it was just so much different. You know, there was way less breaking. There was no Instagram. The cards are spread out. Some of them are lost in binders because they're only worth a hundred bucks and people didn't, you know, it's just who knows where they are. So that's kind of the fun of the older cards for me is like the mystery of how many are actually in circulation. So if 50 came out today, I would be like, no, thanks. Too easy. I need you to make these out of 10. Well, let me add another layer to that. Not only will there be 50 copies, but it, LeBron obviously is an exception, but the way they're structured, at least in the WWE product that I, when they last had it, you not only had the 50 gold base, but you had the 50 gold that looked like the base, but then they had the autographs too. So then you're basically, you you have a, you have a a hundred gold refractors. So it's like, to me, that's, I, I moved away from those because of what you just said. I'm like, there's way too many of these. I can get these whenever I want, but I think that is a good call out, especially as we're in this changing landscape of new product coming in, people having to figure this out again, like inevitably like the market and what you see on the Instagram reel and whatever, people are going to be pumping these things up. Like, you know, they're impossible to find, but my guess is if you have a safe search show, a new one's going to be ending or, you know, sold every day. Like the main, one of the main pillars or foundations of collecting is the ability for an individual to acquire items that other people cannot easily get. Right. That's like what we're after. And that's why when this whole base prison thing came up, you know, on crossover, we were just so dumbfounded. Like, how is this happening? Because it didn't touch on any collector mindsets. It just, it just wasn't. It was just a, a, a pure prospective flip on making money quickly in the hobby. It had nothing to do with any of the pillars of why you would collect something because they're so readily available. It has like no desire from any collector to acquire these base cards when you could just buy them whenever you feel like on eBay. So, you know, this is an important topic and this gold refractor discussion is important that you and I are having. Cause it's, it's, it's like just right there of like, is it rare enough for me? And as you, depending on the year and the era, it may or may not be, you know, depending on the player. So uh, before I let you get back to showing your cards, Part of the reason why I'm doing this series is because I want to focus in and talk about parallels that are either forgotten about or are significant um, that are just getting masked by the overproduction and parallels on top of parallels. You know, to me, like, I don't know if we'll ever get back to this era or God, I hope not of like these base junk slabs, but it's, it's very easy to see especially when Fanatics comes in is dropping all these new product. It's very easy to see the positioning from uh, the people who are trying to make money off of people entering the hobby that these parallels are rare and scarce. And look at this hit. Let's like go crazy because we just pulled a one out of 149, whatever. And it, it, but it just seems like we just might move to this like – parallels on top of parallels, like on top of parallels, because I'm already seeing that with Pignini right now. And I would imagine it's going to only explode, but it's, it's, they're not rare. So it's like, how do we prepare ourselves or prepare other people for this, this, that this inevitability that's already going to happen with overproduction of parallels. And we're going to enter this era that, which I think we already are, where parallels aren't rare cards. 
specific ones are, but a majority of them are not. Yeah. I mean, I hope you have this discussion with everyone you bring on for the series. This is going to be an awesome series, by the way. It's just going to be incredible. There's so many ways you could take it. So many parallels. I'm excited to, I'm sure you've been getting people like, do this one, do this parallel, bring me on for this one, you know, and it's just going to be so much fun. I think that the hobby is like a fairly smart, like whole piece. Like the community is a very smart group of people that kind of work together to weed out what isn't important. For example, the gold prism, the true Panini prism gold out of 10 will always be way more expensive than the insert gold prisms, the variation gold prisms, the optic gold that they try to make, the select gold. Because we've decided as a community, like this is the one that quote unquote matters. I don't really like that term, but this is the one that we've decided is is the most important of all these. And so we're going to make the chase, you know, go after this with our money. We're going to, we're going to spend our money on this. So you guys could print as much as you want, make as many effing parallels as you want. In the end, you know, the, the top collectors, the ones that are going for these specific pieces are all going to be battling for these cards. Anyways, it doesn't even matter. You can make 500 parallels, six, a thousand. I'm still going to, as long as you keep to the tradition of the the primary one being out of 10 and you don't screw it up where like, I'm not sure which is the variation, you know, it's clear to me, which is the true one. That'll always kind of be the most important. And as long as you've got, you know, the black finite for football and the true black, they made a black shimmer, which is cheaper than the black. They made a nebula, which is cheaper. I think that one's kind of like some people like that better, but you know what I mean? Like we know which is the true one. So I mean, the, you know, the more that they print, it kind of spreads the money out a little more than I'd like. But I still think it's going to always be this like hierarchy that we understand. And you say the we, and I'm assuming you mean the collector or the people that are likely listening to this show. Is that accurate? I hope so. I mean, don't you kind of feel that way? Like, it's like you at this point, you, you and I have been in the hobby long enough that like we don't even have to have these discussions because it's already so known. But to your point, like people coming in new. We have to keep like pounding the table and saying the same things over and over. Cause if they come across a podcast and, you know, we're here saying, oh, the, you know, the blue ice out of 15 is like just a little bit less valuable than the gold. I think that, you know, there, there might be some opportunity for you guys out there to get the whatever out of 15. And that just wouldn't be accurate. You know, that wouldn't be in our best interest to like try to move people over to something that doesn't make as much sense. So, Part of the reason why I'm doing this series is because I want to focus in on uh, the collector and the person who doesn't even think twice about it. But I, the problem we have right now and why I want to emphasize these conversations, the problem we have is most of the conversations that are going on right now from a content perspective are like bringing up topics that are completely insane for people to sit there and listen to, but they do listen to because someone just has a microphone where it's like, you shouldn't even think twice about spending your money on, you know, the, the green disco fast break, whatever, like focus in on the cards that matter and have a lineage. And so I don't know, I'm super passionate about this and I'm just glad we can have a conversation because the uh most most of the stuff out there right now it just like makes my head want to explode you know which one really pisses me off right now it's been happening a lot and you're gonna your audience will like this because i'm i don't know if you've talked about it but like the optic contenders is a big problem 
I feel like for football, because mm-hmm. I'm seeing people on Facebook trying to sell the optic yes. contenders cracked ice as if it were the paper contenders cracked ice. And it should not and will not be as valuable and as sought after as the original. And I'm seeing people use comps for like the paper contenders cracked ice vertical, right? That's the comp they've, they're showing. And they're showing me the horizontal optic contenders cracked ice. It's like, this is the variation. It's a horizontal variation and it's not even the true contenders. You're crazy. Like you're not even correct on the price. This should be like a fifth of the price. So, you know, it's, it's helpful to like make sure people are educated on which is like going to be the most, have the best lineage going forward and backwards. And it's like little examples like that. You could get duped into buying the optic contenders and not know it just because it looks similar. And Panini like just didn't care. They just made this variation and, you know, they made more money for it, but we as a community have to make sure we understand the difference. There's a spinoff show opportunity where we could sit there and probably draw examples all day long of this stuff. So if you see something like that out there, just call it out. It'll make it, make it better for the community. But want to get back on track to your, your maybe <laughs> we, we went on number two. We're on number two. We are on number two. Present number two. In your that's how crazy that that's how crazy that your finest is. It branched this conversation where it's like, oh my god, <laughs> parallels and like numbers. And... Number two is 2006 Topps Chrome Gold Refractor. Oh, wow. uh, so this one's at a 25, and that's probably why it's number two for me. Like the dunk mm. photo uh, for those listening on Spotify, it's like it's LeBron like going in the paint and like who's he dunking on? on? I think it's Alonzo Morning. So it's like oh, not wow. easy guy to dunk on. And he's got the ball like way behind his head, way up in the air. And it just looks you can like see the whole to... you can see the whole like court, which is awesome. But, and it's his other team, right? He's on. Is that Miami's logo or is that the Cavs logo on the? Yeah, it's at he, the game is at Miami, but he's playing for the Cavs. Yeah, that's all. That's an awesome card. And you can this the, the photo is taken like from the backboard. It looks like one of the like backboard cameras. So very unique photo capturing like what looks like it's going to be. I think I found the video of this. Maybe I post it to my Instagram. He just, you know, it's going to be a big dunk and it's awesome. And it's at a 25 and it's tops Chrome. So, you know, it kind of hits a few little things that separate it from the other ones. All right. Take us home. What is your favorite non-rookie gold refractor in your collection? Number one is 2008 tops Chrome Chalk Toss. Mm. This, I think this was the first PSA 10 gold refractor that I ever owned. I bought it like a long time ago. and um i don't know it's just it's just awesome like the chalk toss i don't know if you could see in the background i've got like i've i've had this poster for mm. a long time it's lebron doing the chalk toss for team usa uh i've had that poster for like 10 years and so you know the card him doing the chalk toss it's just awesome you know it's just, it's just a really sweet card i when i think about lebron's cards i mentioned the 2012 prism but that image is one that definitely stands out We'll all need to share, dig into your page and share some of your stuff when we put this out there. But I don't know, man, in, this has been fun. Maybe in closing, like any words to the community just regarding gold refractors, anything on your mind, anything that we didn't cover? I feel like we covered a lot of ground in a little time. Yeah, I would say like it really depends on the player and the era that that player resides in card wise. You know, if you're going to chase the gold refractors. Because obviously, you know, if it's uh, like this LeBron era, for me, it makes a lot of sense. The print number, the age of the cards makes sense. It's like his, you know, when he was younger. So it's kind of like a nostalgic thing for me. 
if you're looking at modern, you know, obviously there is no gold refractor. So you're looking for basketball, uh, you know, you're looking at gold prism. So I think just kind of take a step back, figure out the player and uh, like understand the history and what specific cards you have available to be able to go get if you're interested in the gold stuff. And like I said, be careful with those variations. Be careful with the serial numbers. Be careful with the, you know, gold shimmers and the gold wave. God, don't get me started on the gold wave. That is the <laughs> stupidest parallel. It's like they're not numbered, right? And they're just, there's so many of them. And people are like, oh, it looks like the gold. Not the gold. It's not even numbered. It's trash. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just be careful about like making sure you hone in on kind of what interests you the most within the gold. Because I think these companies have understood that we as collectors like the gold refractor and they're taking advantage of it a bit with like the different types of gold. So you just got to be careful. Josh, as always, appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Brett. Josh loves the gold refractor. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Hopefully you enjoyed the insights, the reason. I appreciate all of you giving me feedback before this episode. Hopefully you're digging these conversations about parallels. We're going to keep them coming. You never know what's going to be on the other side. It's going to be a surprise. But until then, you enjoy your weekend or whenever you're listening to this. Happy collecting and talk to you soon.